Tina. And I'm Amber. And, and we're, we're the Slayer Sisters. Sisters. So here we are, episode five. Episode five. And we are covering what? We are covering the Butcher of Plainfield. Yeah, yeah. You know who that is. We all know. Well, maybe some of us don't know. Right. Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Man was a sicko. Sicko. Very, very sick yes. in the head. He was. So we're going to kind of put a couple things together here. Yes. So we're going to talk about Ed Gein's family home, farm home, uh, Ed Gein himself, and the Plainfield Cemetery, which ties in in a nice fucked up bow. <laughs> oh, fucked up bow. <laughs> uh-huh. I just snorted. <laughs> Well, it does. It's a nice fucked up bowl. Right on top. Cherry on right top. Right on top. Yep. Dead cherry. Decaying cherry. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. So, a little recap from uh, our our latest, um, what would we call it? Well, our subscribers and our, and our followers and our fans. We've reached Alaska, New York, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. Illinois. Illinois. Michigan. Oh, yeah. Michigan. Texas. Texas. North Dakota. And Missouri. Yep. Isn't that right? Yeah. Holy shit balls. I know. Like, Alaska. Right? New York. Texas. Hello. Thank you. Love you all. Yes, we do. Love you so much. That is just... Again, I'm going to be geeking out probably for a long time. I know. I literally track our progress all the time. I'm I always know. looking it up. She's like, you are never going to believe this. We're <laughs> in Alaska. Like, hot damn. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. We love you guys. And Absolutely. We cherish the fact that you guys have, you know, decided to listen to us. Because, like as we've said plenty of times before, we think we're funny. We, I, I think so. so. Shout out to, uh, I was told I could use her name. I am going to shout out to my niece, Deja Lee, little Miss Deja Lee, and her beautiful little girl and her very nice fiancé. Um, she loves listening to us. She's like, you guys are hilarious. I just love it. I realize that I kind of have a laugh like her. Well, she has a laugh like me, I guess, because she's my niece. Right. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty awesome. What up, Dej? <laughs> also, shout out to my mom, Cindy. She said I could use her name. Oh, yes. Um, she's been up my ass about <laughs> when the next episode. Impatiently waiting. Yep. She, um, she's like, the first text she sent me was, thanks a lot for getting me hooked. When's your next episode coming out? And I'm like, uh, Saturday. We're oh. on it. We're on it. And that was Saturday. And that was like, Saturday. Um, yeah. And, I was and like, nothing. Oh, whoops. Oh, nothing came. It oh. did. Oh, you. Last minute. Because right. I was like, oh, sh- shit. Oh. It yeah, is I Saturday. Yeah, got that out. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been kind of crazy around here though a little bit. It has lots of lots of things going on. But hey, we're good. We're back. Yeah. Ready and to pump it out. We're gonna start uh putting out episodes not only on Saturdays but also on Wednesdays so that we can keep our subscribers happy. That's right. It's all about use. That's <laughs> right. Well not use, you know, like the animal. <laughs> Bye. Just kidding. Wow. And now we're going to talk about Ed Gein. Okay. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We're going to start with the history of of the home. Well, I guess it kind of goes in with him, too. Right. A little bit. So, the house is in Plainfield, Wisconsin, obviously. 
1862, and it's no longer standing. No. But... And we'll get to why it's no longer standing. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was a classic T-shaped footprint, plus a one-story summer kitchen, which I guess has no heat in it. No. I didn't know that. You did not. I didn't. I mean, I clearly have never been in a house with a summer kitchen. Well, no. Theirs are more of the, uh, yeah. Well, it's more for the summer. Right. That's why there's There's, no heat in it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it'd be hot in there in the summer, too, so. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, whatever. I guess you're going to burn off some calories. You you do you. So, it was located on Archer Avenue and 2nd Avenue, like on the corner. Um, And we can say the address because it's no longer there. Correct. It was North, or N. 5691 2nd Avenue, Plainfield, Wisconsin. So, there's that. Plainfield is a tiny town. Yeah. And we, mm-hmm. well, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Plenty of juicy stuff. So, uh, Ed Geens, his full name, birth name, I guess, Edward Theodore Gein. It sounds like such a, like, nice person's name. A nice name. person's name. hmm Oh, look at little Eddie. Yeah. Little Eddie Gein. Eddie Theodore Teddy, Teddy. <laughs> I love it. That was funny. We're Eddie, calling Teddy. him that the rest of the episode. We are Eddie, Teddy. Eddie, Teddy. <laughs> Eddie, Teddy, Gein. <laughs> so he was born August 27, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, that's great. We sure know how to grow We sure know how to grow <laughs> don't we? Yeah, no. that's dandy. Oh, so he was born to George Philip Gein and Augusta. Wilhelmine Gein, well, her maiden name was Lurky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was a Lurky. Okay. She was kind yeah. No, yeah. We'll just, we'll get to her, too. She's a woo. Mm. And he had Yikes. one brother, Henry George Gein, who was born in 1902. Yeah. Poor boy. kind of, poor, yeah. I, oh, it was oh, bad. It was. Yeah. Because let's talk about Augusta for a little bit. Let's talk, oh, Augusta Wilhelmine. That's she, one lady. Mm. mm. Mother, I would have. I couldn't. Uh, if I ever met her, I probably would have punched her in her religious face. Probably, she was very religious, over the top, over the top, and like shoved it down the boys' throats. Yeah, like, every day. Oh, and the she husband was, too. Uh, nominally Lutheran. Nominally, nomina, 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 nomina. nomina, nomina, nomina. <laughs> um, that was her. Not um. Like denomination, she was yeah. Lutheran. Yeah, but ve- she was a yeah. She was very a very devout. Lutheran. Yeah, like she preached to her sons about innate mortal immortality, the evil of drinking, and her belief that all women were naturally promiscuous and they were instruments of the devil. Well, except for her, huh? Well, I guess. Well, I mean. Good on her, I guess, but, but she's how a are woman. You, yeah, how are you the only person who's not, not an instrument of the devil? Well, when you're pounded it into your kids, let's be honest, they don't know any different. They think you're a saint. Well, I don't know how they could think this woman was a saint. Mm, that's all they knew. Brainwashing. Brainwashing. Pounding that into their little skulls. Well, yeah, because she reserved time in the afternoons to read the Bible. And there are verses from the Old Testament or the Book of Res- Revelations concerning death, murder, and divine retribution. Okay, well, just to scare the fuck out of them right away. It's fine. I mean, why not? Ah, it's fine. She was Teach them young. extremely abusive as well. Yeah, she was very verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. And all the things that we've watched and that we've read about... 
um, all the different people that have done like books on Ed Gein and his family and done um, even interviews mm -hmm. with him um, from way back. That very like that was one of the most prominent things is how this woman was just yikes evil she uh, yeah she was evil yeah but she was extremely overprotective of ed Gein and babied him eddie teddy eddie teddy but like did not feel the same about his brother no like she let his brother do whatever mm -hmm. but she was crazy overprotective yep of ed and he just soaked all that in. Oh, yeah. He idolized the shit out of her. Oh, yeah. He was that, like, she's like the, you know, he was like, the most perfect thing. Yeah. Literally obsessed. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. Creepy obsessed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, She absolutely hated her husband. Yeah. Absolutely hated him. Which, he, she married George December 11th, 1900 in Hamburg Township. Hamburg Township? In... Vernon County. <laughs> Creepy close again. A little too close. Little way <laughs> too close to home, people. That's, yeah. that's one thing I never knew. So when you were doing the research, mm -hmm. I was like, shut your face. I like, Are you serious? I kind of geeked out for a minute. I was like, <laughs> what? Oh my, hold on. Hold the phone. They did what? You gotta be kidding me. No, it's true. It's a thing. That's, yeah. Uh, weird. She, like, hated her husband so much that she, like, literally decided, just started to despise all men. But she couldn't divorce him because of her religious beliefs. Right. I guess she, I mean, okay. She could have divorced him, but chose not to because of her religious beliefs. Right. But she, he was an alcoholic. He was unable to keep a job. He worked as a carpenter, a tanner. Hmm. A hmm. tanner? Oh, hmm. like, as in, like, Hides. Uh-huh. Oh, hmm. Interesting. Interesting fact. He was an insurance salesman in La Crosse. He actually owned a local grocery store from 1906 to 1914 when they sold the business. In La Crosse. And I cannot find the name of that grocery store. Okay. It's like La Crosse deleted that part of their history. <laughs> wow. I can't find anything. Like the name of it, location, nothing. Nothing. All I know. And, but it says everywhere that George Gein... And Augusta Gein had owned a grocery store, but it in Lacrosse. In Lacrosse, but not a yeah. Probably something they're like, oh no, maybe let's put that not. in the vault. Yeah, never open the vault. No, <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, I wouldn't open the vault. No, but we're just opening the whole Pandora's box now. Right now, we're, yeah, we're just fucking jacking it open and letting it all fall out. You can't keep secrets forever. No, you cannot. We will find you. <laughs> That's right, Eddie Teddy. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, funny. So in 1914, he was only eight years old, and the family moved to a 155-acre farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin. And what was it that his mother called lacrosse? Lacrosse was Sodom and Gomorrah. And it was just awful. Awful. To, it was just hell. Yep. Worst thing, worst place in the world to live, according to Augusta. Yeah, she said that she didn't want the big city, like, influence right. to be on her sons, which is why they moved to Plainfield. Right. Girl. Because yeah. it's not like it was, well, I suppose compared to Plainfield in the 1900s, I guess, you know, could be considered, quote, unquote, you know, the big city. Oh, yeah, the time of Prohibition, too. Yeah. Like, so I could see, I mean, her husband's an alcoholic. Right. She's and he's like, living in La Crosse, where we know all kinds of bootlegging, bootlegging was going on. Yeah. 
I mean, we live in Wisconsin, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Do you honestly think they'd give up their alcohol? <laughs> no. no. I wouldn't. So. No. There's that. Um, yeah, she... Augusta definitely took advantage of the isolation. She turned away outsiders who could influence her sons. Like, she wouldn't even let them have friends. No. No. She was insane. No friends. Yeah. Like, and if if Ed did happen to bring one friend over, she found every reason she could to not allow that child there ever again. Yeah, like his mom was was a whore. Or... Yeah, she came up with whatever she could to get... And he was so obsessed with her, though... And believed everything that came out of her mouth that he was like, oh, yeah, no, can't be friends anymore. I don't even think it was the fact that he was afraid of her. Because I think that in his mind, when she, like, would punish him, he felt it was warranted. Like, he sinned. He did wrong. Mm -hmm. So, if Augusta said, like, no, you can't be friends with these people because they're sinners or they're bad people. He was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I can't do that. Because he was afraid of disappointing his mom. It was the fact that. Her word was gospel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he'd been raised that way pretty much since the day he was born. So that's all he knew. Like, oh, mom said it, so it's absolute God's truth. Right. You know? Um, So he was, him and his brother were only allowed to leave the home to attend school. Yeah. And outside of school, they did chores on the farm. But according to teachers and classmates, Ed was super shy. He, um, they said that he had strained mannerisms. Like, he would randomly laugh at, as if he was laughing at his own jokes, like, in his own head. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, I'm telling you, if there was a kid sitting behind me laughing randomly, I'd be like, get me the fuck out of this seat. <laughs> Find me somewhere else to sit. We need reassigned seats, please. Teach, right I'm now. telling you, I will punch you <laughs> right in your <now>. fucking face <laughs> if you don't get me out of here. Yeah, move me now. Oh, my God. I would be... Oh, my God. I'd freak out. I'd be yeah. like, no. I'd, if they didn't move me, I'd turn around and punch him. Okay, is that funny? Did you find that funny, bitch? <laughs> Did you? No? God. Stop laughing. This is why I could never live in the 1920s. No. The 1900s. I'm not... No, I would... Yeah. It wouldn't have probably gone well for either one of us, mm-hmm. I don't think. No, we'd both be instruments of the devil. Oh, we... Oh, we would. We probably still are. Well, you it's know. It's fine. It's... He, uh, yeah, school was not his, was not his thing, no, without a doubt. He was actually very intelligent, though. Like, because he could read. His, he loved reading books. Yeah. He excelled in, like, reading. I think it was his awkwardness that really made him struggle in school. And the fact that his mom, like, he couldn't even talk to the teacher. Well, she isolated. Like, he was isolated. Yeah. You know, like, all you have is when you go to school for those how many hours a day... That's it. And you got your mom, your dad, and your brother. Like, well, and that's you it. You can't make friends. You can't talk to people. Right. Like, I mean, she would literally punish him if he tried to make friends. Yeah. She did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's, like, despite his poor social development, he did fairly well in school. So, I don't know. I didn't know. I guess I didn't know that he was such a, like, so prolific in reading. Like, he that was, was his... He was an avid reader. And okay. it actually, like, will get there, but... When he got older, after um, Augusta passed, he really dove into some reading and not the greatest material. No. So. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering that now. Yeah, not yeah. the greatest. No. No, no. Mm-mm. So his dad died. Well, and, oh, we forgot to mention his dad was also very physically abusive. Oh, yeah. Oops, so you sorry. Got, so you got mom. Wind back. Wind back. Mom is the mental and... <coughs> verbal and emotional abuser and then you got dad who's the physical abuser and the alcoholic 
Well, I think it also kind of, like, he was maybe a little jealous of the way that Augusta... The closeness. ...favored Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I think that Ed got it worse than Henry. I do think so. I mm-hmm. think I do recall that, that, yeah, the, the abuse was more on on Eddie, Sadie, than yeah. it was on Henry because it was like, well, you're going to favor him, well, then he's going to get it worse. Right. And you I know? think the fact that, like, Augusta hated him so much, I don't think that's really the life George envisioned for himself. Probably not. And then he's got this little kid who was obsessed with his mom mm-hmm. in a very unhealthy way. Very unhealthy. Yeah. Like, see a shrink unhealthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Um. So, yeah, George passed away April 1st, 1940, of heart failure caused by alcoholism. He was only 66 years old. And, uh... After that, Ed and Henry both began to do odd jobs around town because they needed to make money. Yeah, to help on the farm. Going to. Yeah, no, she wasn't. So they um, did a bunch of odd jobs. They were considered reliable and honest and both worked as handymen. People really enjoyed having them work for them. They did good work. They were quiet, but they were very, if they said they were going to be there to do a job, they were there. They were there. Very, yeah, I, the research that we've done, they're very reliable. Mm-hmm. Always, you know, they were always willing to help. Yep. You know, no matter what it was, you and they were doing it so they could keep the farm up and going because 155-acre farm, you know, they got to take care of all the work out there plus make money to keep the house up and going and everything going there. So Well, plus they got to keep Augusta happy. Well, they got to keep Mama happy. She's insane. Yeah, she was insane. This creeps me out so bad. Ed babysat for neighbors. Shut your face. And he thoroughly enjoyed babysitting for his neighbors because he felt like he related to the children more than the adults. How fucked up. I and mean, who granted, didn't see the warning signs there? I Right. Granted, he didn't do anything, like, creepy at that point, but, like, he's quiet. He randomly laughs at himself. Why are you letting this isolated weirdo babysit your children? Well, and the fact that he... Relates more to children than adults, and he feels more comfortable. Shouldn't someone have said, hmm, maybe someone should check that out? Red flag, red flag, red red flag. flag. You get a flag, and you get a flag. I mean, this fucker was, like, huge, and it covered the entire town of Plainfield, okay? It was, like, a big red flag that said Eddie Teddy on it. It did. Come on. Yep, nobody saw it. Nobody. Not a thing. Oh my god. Just Yeah, that was uh that was the creepy thing finding that out. Like yeah. you're, you're letting you're okay, no. Well, especially when you get to like some of the accusations against him, you're like, oh no. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. So Henry, this pissed Augusta off, by the way. Henry began dating a divorced mother of two. Uh-huh. Oh, mama ain't happy now. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And Henry was super worried about his attachment, Ed's attachment to their mother. So he saw it. Yeah, he, I, it really worried him. He knew his brother was slow. Right. I think out of both of the boys, Henry got the brains of the operation. Yeah. Because um, he, like, literally would speak ill, of like, about Augusta in front of Ed, and he would react so shocked and hurt, and he would beg Henry to stop speaking about their mother that way. And it was kind of like Henry's way of testing Ed and Ed's attachment to their mom, and he hated it. And Henry did not shy away from telling him how unhealthy that relationship was. 
And but the more he said it, the worse it got the because worse. Ed got just got more and more hateful and resentful towards him. Like, how dare you? Yeah. How could you even talk about our mother that way? Exactly. You know, like who are you to say that? Right. Because so Ed's head, it just like, like built up and yes. built up and built up, and the inside like. Mm, because Ed's not like, going to end well. Ed's like, she's an angel. Yeah. You know, like, she, look at everything she's taught us and done for us. And Henry's like, mm, fuck that bitch. <laughs> fuck that bitch. But then May 16th, 1944, Ed and Henry were burning some marsh away. Like, marsh ve- vegetation on the property. And a fire got out of hand. Yeah. Oops. Uh, and, like, to the point where it caught the attention of the local fire, fire department. Right. Like, no phone call was made. Well, no. And they just came they're out there and they're like, they're burning oh, brush. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a little too much smoke for what they're doing. So they came out and they got the fire extinguished and... Contained. Contained. Yep. The firefighters left. It was shortly after Ed called the police and reported his brother Henry missing. Why did you not say anything to the fire department? Hmm... Shall we ponder that? I don't really think we need to. I don't think we need to. So when the police finally showed up because, Mm -hmm. oh no, oh Henry is missing. Where, oh where could he be? Where, oh where could he be? I can't find him. Oh police. So what happens when the police come out? Eddie Teddy leads them right to where Henry's body is. Yep. I mean, but, well, first he let them search around with some lanterns and flashlights. And then he was like, wild oh, goose chase. hey oh. guys, <laughs> over here. He's right here. Over right He's here. He's been here the whole time. Oh, silly me. There he is. Henry was 43 years old. They found him laying face down in the field, dead. No burn marks on his body. Oh, yeah. suspicious. So, and he had been dead for some time. Hmm. Yeah, no burn marks. And what do you have on the back of his head? Well, the appeared cause of death at first was heart failure, which they thought was, well, that's what his dad passed from. Well, yeah. So maybe that's the issue. Because, um, like I said, he had not been burnt and there was no injuries seen otherwise. It wasn't until they went to, or he was taken to the coroner, that they found, wasn't it a laceration? Yeah, a big laceration on the back of his head. Also bruising mm-hmm. all over his face, neck, and, like, torso. Yeah. And they thought probably just, you know, from his fall. Yeah. Because the police immediately dismissed the possibility of foul play. Mm-hmm. And the coroner's like, mm, no. But then the coroner's official um, report for his cause of death was asphyxiation. Oh, so he suffocated. Yeah. But he had been dead for some time. Hmm. Because it was like they thought it was a fixation from like the smoke. Like, right, the smoke inhalation. You're outside. Yeah. Not in a house. No. Plenty of fresh air to go around. Unless you're like in a burning circle and can't get out. Right. And inhaling uh, flames. But he was outside of the portion that was being burned. burned. So. No suspicion there at all. Um, there was also no official investigation conducted. Of course not. And an autopsy was never performed. Oh. Well, that'll get you every time. <laughs> every time. It's fine. He died of asphyxiation outside, not burnt from a fire. It's fine. Yeah, so years later, this George Arnett 
studied the case and wrote that, in retrospect, it is possible and likely that Henry's death was the Cain and Abel aspect of the case. Definitely. And for those of you who may not know Cain and Abel, two brothers in the Bible, complete opposites, hated each other, go from there. Didn't, yeah, Cain killed Abel. <clears throat> Cain killed Abel. It was, there was a lot of jealousy, too. A lot. Which, hmm, rings true here, too. Oh, it does. It does, it does. Yes. Mm. A little brother rivalry. I yep. love Mom. She's a crazy bitch. But I love her. Die. Shit. Ah. Well, oops. Guess she, guess she suffocated outside. Um, yeah. Yeah. So after Henry's death, Augusta, she started having, she had a paralyzing stroke. You know, they say it's because she couldn't handle the death of her son. Huh. Even though they did not have the relationship her and Eddie Teddy did. Right. She was like, devastated when Henry died. Like, devastated. Like, that's when she's had her stroke and was like, and just went downhill from there. Yeah. Which I'm guessing probably even pissed Eddie Teddy off slightly. Oh, especially since Henry's out there yakking his jaws about how mm -hmm. terrible Mama was. Yeah, now she's all heartbroken because he's dead. Oh, but it's okay. Eddie Teddy devoted his life to caring for his mother. He did. Yeah. Oh, he creepy little Eddie Teddy sure did. So another super creepy, before we have to stop, story that I found was sometime in 1945, Ed and Augusta went to visit a man named Smith. He lived nearby. They were going to go purchase straw for their animals. Augusta had witnessed Smith beating a dog. Go, like beating the shit out of a dog. A woman comes out of the house and she's yelling um, at Smith to stop. Smith beat the dog to death. Asshole. And Augusta was extremely upset. So, Eddie thought, what well, was the beating of the dog, right? No. She was not angry or upset about the brutality of the dog. It was the woman that came running out and told Smith to stop. What? She told Ed that the woman was not married to Smith and had no business being there. And then she angrily called her Smith's harlot. She had a second stroke soon after, and her health deteriorated rapidly. Bitch. Not the dog. That dog did nothing wrong. Fuck oh, but you. because they're not married, she's a heart. What the... See, this is where her fucking twisted mind went. Do you think Jesus wants you beating dogs? No. That's a sin. Right. Fuck you, bitch. God. Fuck you, Augusta. What? You're... Oh. You're staring at this man beating Beating. this dog to death. Literally. And you are more concerned with the woman who ran out of the house that happens to not be married. You don't know the situation. Maybe she was borrowing a cup of sugar. She could have been borrowing a cup of sugar. You don't know. You don't know. You just assume she's a harlot. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Shame on you, Augusta. Augusta, you are not in heaven. Nope. You are burning in hell. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Bitch is burning. <coughs> Bitch is burning. Absolutely. <clears throat> so okay. we're doing... We gotta take a breath. We're getting all worked Ooh. up. Augusta, she just gets me... She gets man, me angry. Oh, she gets me angry. Evil. So we're... This is, uh, this, is a, this is a long one. So we're doing three parts to this one, aren't we? Yeah, so we this is... We are doing three parts to episode. This is part, part one. one. Part uno of episode... 
five. Five. Yeah, so we're just going to call the three-parter all of its episode five. It's all episode five, but this is part one. Yes. Part one. So, um, we are going to pause there on the good, the, we're going to get the good move point there. Yeah. I can't even talk today. So we'll just have to wait to see what happened to Augusta when her health deteriorated rapidly. Oh, so sad. Boo-hoo. I'm not crying. No. I was trying to be... I would have thrown a party. Woo! Woo! Bring on the alcohol and the whores. What's that? (laughs) Ding dong. The witch is dead. dead. The wicked witch. The wicked old witch. Yes. Yeah. That's what we would have done. We would have. We had had a party. Alcohol. (laughs) We would have been the harlots. (laughs) We would have been the harlots. Dancing on her grave. Pouring alcohol. She literally would have hated me. I'd been married twice. You. My God. I know. Wow. Well, I've been married and divorced, too, so I guess that makes uh, me a harlot, too. Shit. Yeah, that's fine. Listen, We're still pretty awesome. I think so. Yeah. Pretty sure we are. Listen, if she would have called me a harlot to my face, I probably would have spit on her and been like, you're just mad that you're not as awesome as me. I agree. Just she probably would have. She probably would have. What are we going to cover in episode, or part two, not episode, part Two of the Butcher of Plainfield. So we are going to dive into what happens after Augusta dies. Ooh, here comes the juicy stuff, boys and girls. And all the fun things that came along after. Oh, oh fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not fun. I don't condone anything that no, happens. No, it's creepy. But it makes for a really good podcast. It really does. It really does. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, I didn't know the history of the house. Yeah. And you dug deep for it that. It better. You dug deep for the mm-hmm. research just on the house itself in Plainfield. Well, and the cemetery, which ties into this, like I said. It all wraps like a in. Big fuckery. Fucked up, big fuckery. <laughs> big fucked up bow of fuckery. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I almost said exactly. You almost <laughs> said exactly. You did. You're like, exactly. Yeah. Very nice dramatic pause. Thank you. You're welcome. Good I recovery. That. I learned it I from mean, my even son. though we said. You know, what you were going to say in the mess up, you know, but it's still a good it's recovery. It's still fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I hope you all enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> so, part two of the fuckery show. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to be covering what happened after Augusta kicked the bucket. Crazy bitch. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Party in the house. Yep. Yeah. All I'm right. Sure that's not what happened. So, but. yeah, probably not. We want to thank you for tuning in. Make sure you watch for our next episode, part two of The Butcher of Plainfield. And I'm Amber. And I'm Tina. Darkness Darkness is our way of life. See you in the mirror next time.